We are late, but we are live here uh, following, at the very least, to say at the very least, a very disappointing Minnesota United 1-0 loss at the hands of Portland in Providence Park on the road. And we are here to break it all down. We are here late night to take your questions, your comments. We can make this as long or as short as it needs to be as we uh, try to kind of reason with what happened out in Portland. It's the third straight loss, third straight goalless match for Minnesota. Suddenly they find themselves sixth in the Western Conference. And uh, it's uh, not going to get any easier with LAFC on Tuesday back in home at Allianz Field. But yes, we are here for Post Loons. It is September 10th, 2022. will probably be September 11th, 2022. As uh, we finish things up here, hold on, I got to sneeze real quick. I'm going to turn on the cough button so you guys don't have to hear. All right. Um, But yes, it's very, very late is what I'm trying to say. And we're here to break down that 1-0 Minnesota United loss. No Reynoso, no Huangwane, no Fragapane, but still a lot to like in the Minnesota United attack. But the only thing they were missing were the goals. And that is been the last couple matches in, uh, from an attacking standpoint for Minnesota. No problems generate chances. No problems getting into the final third. No problems getting into goal-scoring goal situations. But it's been that final touch that they've been missing. And it was a new formation for the Loons tonight. And that's where, we're, where we are going to start our three things. But before I do that, of course, i got to remind you, if you want to leave a question or comment, a take following the match tonight, feel free to do so. Drop one in the comment in the chat. And we will get to that here on the on the stream as we roll on here. If you don't, no worries. You want to chill, you can do that. If you're watching on Twitter, though, and you do want to get involved in the conversation, you need to go over to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube.com, search Post Loon, search Soda Soccer. Just hit a big threshold with our YouTube subscribers this week. So really, really thankful for that. Um, so if you want to go uh, and get involved in the conversation, but you're not watching on YouTube, just go to YouTube and uh, search Post Loons or Soda Soccer, and you will find us there. And you can get involved in the conversation. But yes, the 3-5-2 was in play for Minnesota United tonight, and that's where I'm going to kick off my three things. Uh, first thing, a lot to like from this formation. Um, I thought the team defended a lot better tonight overall. Of course, we'll get to the goal that they let up, kind of the, the one mishap that they did have from a defensive perspective. Um, but I thought all in all, from the back forward, Things looked a lot better in this 3-5-2 formations than they had been the last few matches. Um, I thought everybody in the midfield, Ariaga, Lud, and Trapp were all good tonight. I thought Mender Garcia was excellent up top alongside Luisa Maria in that uh that two-striker role. And uh, but it just didn't result in anything. It didn't result in goals, 25 shots, 15 shots in the box. Five on target, 2.42 XG. Everything was there from an attacking perspective, from a stat perspective, except the goals. Minnesota United did everything but put the ball in the back of the net tonight. Um, My second thing, sticking with the positives and sticking with Mender Garcia, Garcia's good. He was giving Portland's defense, especially in the early going, a ton of fits, getting in behind, really timing his runs well. Um, probably should have had at least a goal, if not two, tonight. Five shots, two on target for for Mender. So I thought he was excellent. So that's another positive to take away 
But of course, the negative from a defensive perspective, falling asleep on Dyrone Aspria, the really lone attacking threat that Portland has at this juncture. You fall asleep on him on a set piece, and that is not the first time tonight. That goal that he scored was not the only time, far from the only time, that he had gotten free in the box on a cross. Yes, he's got leaping ability, but my goodness, uh, there was three or four times that he had gotten ahead to a cross, and of course, in the 61st minute, he puts that one away, and it ends up being the winner for Portland. So just a defensive breakdown, not only on the actual uh, corner itself, but you have Brent Coleman, who basically gives the ball away to give up that corner, right? So it's uh, it's just not a good, not a good stretch for that entire run, giving up the corner and then giving up the goal. And but but I think all in all, defensively, Minnesota United did well, but that was a really sort of bad stretch that obviously they paid for, giving up that goal. And uh, Adrian Heath said as much in the post game press conference said it was more of an accumulation of giving up that corner not being well positioned defensively on the uh, on the corner kick itself. Michael Boxall added some context to it, um, just talking about how, you know, a lack of positioning and a lack of awareness really led to that goal. So, yeah, it's not a great moment there for Minnesota and otherwise great performance, um, and it cost them the goal, and it cost them any points in this one. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, I know there's not many watching right now. We're, we're pushing midnight here. Um, it's actually 11.59 as I say this. So I'm not expecting too many questions or comments. But if you are watching and want to get involved in the conversation, feel free to do so. Um, and while you're doing that, if you're doing that, um, I'm going to go ahead and shout out our friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. 801 South Night Street in Minneapolis is where you can find our friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. I actually was just there. Earlier this week, I shot our friend Derek Swanson, uh, co-founder of Night Street, a text. I was kind of in the neighborhood. I asked him if he was there. He said he was. I stopped by. Now, I had already had like a full pot of coffee in the morning before I went there in the afternoon. So I didn't want any coffee, but and but I was, and I was feeling a little dehydrated. I didn't bring my water with me where I was going, so I definitely needed something that was going to hydrate me. I didn't just want a bottle of water. They gave me this like uh, this tea drink in a can. And it did the trick. It tasted excellent. I got the raspberry version. I cannot remember for the life of me the name of it. But basically, whatever kind of drink you need, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, they can hook you up with over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee there in the coffee shop, which I guess is now a coffee shop slash bar, uh, considering they're selling a few different beer uh, items on tap right now. But yes, if you are uh, a fan of the soccer, you can go. Check out the coffee shop, watch soccer on the TV. I was watching Champions League while I was there this week. Or if you are a player of the soccer, you enjoy getting out on the pitch and doing your thing, they have pickup matches all week long, pretty much every night of the week. Regular pickup, 40-plus pickup, women's only pickup, doesn't matter. You can compete over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee if you'd like. So hit them up, nightstreetmpls.com. That's N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S.com. It's also how you can find them on Twitter and Instagram at 9th Street MPLS. You can also check them out. Like I said, 801 South 9th Street in Minneapolis online, 9th Street MPLS.com. Big thanks to our friends over at 9th Street Soccer and Coffee for supporting Post Loons. So we're going to go get, get into these match moments now. And a lot of these are actually pretty positive for Minnesota generating chances. But as we mentioned, it was just that final touch they were missing. Fifth minute, Char gets some space in the box for a header off a nice cross, but he doesn't get a good head to it. It pops over the bar. Common theme 
Minnesota United giving up uh, good opportunities off crosses. Tenth minute, a trio of golden opportunities for the Loons to get out in front, but they go astray as the Ludwiths from inside the six on a nice flicked on corner. Garcia gets a shot deep in the box, but it's saved brilliantly by Ivicic. And Maria's header off the rebound is also denied off a Portland defender. Uh, 15th minute, Garcia again. This time he times a run extremely well to get free in the box for a long ball, but his point-blank shot ends up wide of goal. 29th minute, Aspria finds enough space on the receiving end of a cross to try the bike, but it's blocked. Portland finds their attacking legs here um, just about the half-hour mark. 33rd minute, Aspria yet again getting his head to a cross, but it's up over the bar. And that's kind of how the Timbers just kept continually attacking Minnesota, getting the ball out on the flanks, crossing the bar in, letting Espria leap and do his thing and try to get a, try to get ahead on it. Uh, 36 minute, another great chance for the Loons as the ball pinballs around after a corner, eventually finds the right foot of Garcia on the turnaround. But once again, his close shot hits the outside netting. And that really did it for the first half. Second half, 61st minute. This is where you get the goal. Espria finally gets one to go off the corner with a nice near post header to put the home side ahead in the second half. 65th minute, Trap lets a rocket rip from outside the 18. He does this a lot where he does not get cheated when he is uh, has the opportunity to take a, take a strike. He puts full boot into it as he does here. And this one is on goal. So usually it's off to the side, you know, um, over the bar. But this one is on net, requires a nice save from, from Ibicic. Uh 76th minute, Boxall makes his way all the way up to the byline, sending a centering pass to Garcia who back heels one towards goal but wide 83rd minute really the last gasp here for Minnesota Garcia breaks loose on the left with the ball and centers one for Amaria but the Paraguayans point blank boot pops up over the bar another missed opportunity and the final missed opportunity for Minnesota um the only sub of the match made uh in the 90th minute as Nico Hansen comes on for Brent Coleman Adrian Heath basically said post game you know he's basically said why would I make a sub um, the team had been looking really good on the pitch. They had been doing everything we asked them to do. They had been having no problem generating chances. Why would he want to break that up if you need to generate chances to try to get a goal? And I'll, I'll kind of go on the, the, the side of defending the not many subs because you, you need a goal. Who are you going to bring in to give you a better opportunity to score than the people you have on the pitch? Garcia, Amaria, up top, Wood in there as well. Trap had been doing well. Who else is going to give you a better opportunity? Abu Danladi is really your only other forward that you have to come in off the bench. You think he's going to give you a better opportunity than Amaria or Garcia? I don't think so, personally. Um, so you have to look at who who is on the bench and who your options are and what the situation dictates. So I don't necessarily blame Heath from that perspective for not making any subs, but yes, I mean, you do have a basically two days off and then you're back at it Tuesday night against LAFC. So, um, you know, I think there was a time to bring in a few more subs and give them the opportunity, maybe give guys a little bit of an extra rest heading into that one, but you also needed the points tonight. You didn't get them, but you needed to play for them. And uh, so I can't blame Heath there either um any questions or comments again i'm going to call that out go ahead and drop those in the chat and i'm going to shout out our friends over at pence homes p-e-n-t-z homes.com is where you can hit them up and check out their just a ton of five-star reviews 
over at Pence Homes. They are excellent at what they do. They're a group of realtors helping people buy, sell, or both in the St. Paul, Minneapolis areas. And they are led by Nate Pence, who, um, if you're on Minnesota soccer Twitter at all, you you absolutely know who Nate Pence is. He is a huge supporter of local soccer teams, clubs, Minneapolis City, Minnesota Aurora. He's a huge Minnesota United fan, so he's deeply ingrained in the Minnesota soccer community. But he and his team also do a damn good job of helping people um, either get into a new home if they're buying, getting top dollar for their uh, you know current home if they're selling, or doing both at the same time, which as somebody who did that about a year and a half ago can tell you it's a very, very stressful process. Wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. So you need somebody like Nate and his team there with you to help take as much stress off your shoulders as humanly possible during that process. And that's what Nate and his team do. Um, they're very, they're, they're a very chill team. They, they work with you. They understand your needs. They have the technology to help you as well. So hit them up, give them the opportunity to earn your business, either pencehomes.com. You can see right there, P E N T Z homes.com, or you can email Nate directly. You see his name N A T E at pencehomes.com is the email address to hit him up and learn more about how Pence Homes can help you out if you are in the market. All right, we are in the market of making this a very, very quick episode of Post Loons because now it is time to get into our stats, um, our table check, and maybe uh, maybe respond to a few of the uh, replies that came in on our Twitter call out earlier. So maybe we'll get into those. But first, the stats, as I mentioned, for the Loons, 25 shots, 15 in the box, five on target, 2.42 XG for Portland, 11 shots, one on target, 1.06 XG. So this is the second match in a row where you have significantly won the XG battle, but lost the match on the scoreline. Um, also the second match in a row, you generated a lot of chances inside the box specifically, and nothing has come from it too. So um, that is a cause for concern. Well, you can look at it two ways. You let it as a cause for concern. This team can't finish or cause for optimism. Hey, we're still there. We're still generating opportunities. Get Reynoso, Fracapane, Longwani back, and those are in the back of the net. Um, three goal, or excuse me. Um, yeah, three goals in four matches now for Espria. So he was the guy who you had to sort of keep an eye on. You did so for most of the match, but obviously falling asleep there on the goal. And here's the big one for me that sort of indicates just kind of how um missed an opportunity this was for the loons this is portland's first clean sheet in 11 matches think about that this is a defense that has let in quite a few goals they've been on a good run lately but let in quite a few goals and you can't get one across against them that's got to be disappointing for adrian heath and co now looking at the table so loons currently sixth on 44 points Minnesota does have a game in hand on the next three teams in front. Portland on 45 points, Nashville on 46 points, and Dallas on 49 points. You have a game in hand on each of those three teams. So, all is not lost. We're not pulling the ripcord yet. You are four points off of the playoff line. Somehow, RSL did not beat DC United at home tonight. It was a nil-nil draw. So, you're still a point ahead of them. They're seventh. And then LA Galaxy is actually back on 40 points. They're in eighth. So you do have a four-point buffer there um, on the playoff line for Minnesota. So I think the odds to make the playoffs still very much in Minnesota United's favor. Obviously, that big goal of the team, though, was hosting a playoff match at Allianz Field. That's still in play. Adrian Heath said we win a couple matches 
you know, over this next week, we're right back where we want to be. You're back home against LAFC on Tuesday. Then you, uh, I believe you host Sporting KC, or maybe you're at Sporting KC next week. Let's look at the next matches for Minnesota United. Probably should have had this up before I went on, but you know what? It's late. The neurons aren't exactly firing on all cylinders. Uh, yeah. So you were at SKC next Saturday, 7.30 start time. Uh, but obviously home against LAFC this coming Tuesday is the big one. So um, a lot to play for in this next week for Minnesota. A big couple matches coming up. You can get four points out of these next two. I think you're in good shape. And I think that should be the minimum expectation. Um, LAFC is not in good form. So depending on who's available, obviously Fragapane won't be back. He's uh, sending out the second of his two-game suspension. Um, Longwane seems like his outlook is actually a little bit more extended, um, maybe out the rest of the regular season, according to Andy Grader of Pioneer Press. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. But if you can get Reynoso back for Tuesday, I think that would be enough to give you an opportunity to get all three points at home, even though uh, you're facing LAFC and they're not in very good form lately either. Uh, we do have a, a comment here. It's from Any Big Blue. Any, I met Any Big Blue. I met Any Big Blue. We met at uh, Allianz Field. I stayed for the MNUFC two match following the uh, following the Dallas match last week, um, and we sort of ran into each other on the concourse. He noticed me. Um, really cool to meet you, Any Big Blue. So I appreciate the contribution. Really like the formation as well. When Bongi, Fraga, and Ray get back, what are your thoughts on keeping the three five two? And what personnel would you think would be best? Now, that's a good question. Um, I like I like Amaria and Garcia as your two. But that also means that you're probably looking at either Bongi or Fraga not starting, which could be an issue if you want to look at it that way or look at an opportunity to bring in somebody fresh off the bench. Um, as, as one of like a, a, a super sub type role. I really like the three, five, two for this team, especially with Benitez and Taylor, both as your wingbacks. I think they're very effective wingbacks. Um, and you have, you obviously have the center backs now to do that. Um, I like Kamar, you know, Kamar Lawrence has history as a center back, so I don't mind him being in that role either. Um, so it just depends on what you want to see from these guys up front. If you want to start, Bongi, Fraga, Ray, Amaria, and Garcia. That's that's not that's going to happen in a in a three five two. Um, so it's just, but at the same time, it really might be a a good a good thing for the team to have somebody like Bongi coming off the bench. So we will, you know, we'll have to see what he does. Obviously, for the four two three one is his bread and butter, and with a healthy roster, I'm sure that's what he goes with. But it's always nice to kind of hypothesize about what uh what new formations might look like for Minnesota. But I'm personally a fan of the three-back. Eli Hoff and I have been talking for years. You could go back to the early iterations of 10,000 pitches back in the summer of 2020. And Eli Hoff and I are talking about how a three-back could work for Minnesota United. So, um, yeah, I actually, I tweeted at Eli when I saw the, the roster. I was like, it's happening. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. They're going with the three-back, just like we've been mentioning for like two years now. So, um, big thanks for the question. Any big, big blue, big thanks for watching late night here tonight. Um, and we did, you know, on, on the soda soccer Twitter, we always kind of put out a call out for like full-time thoughts. What did you think of the, uh, of the match? And there are a few good ones here in the replies on soda soccer. So let me go ahead and read through those. Uh, Nola Emily, oh, hey, add any, any big blue right here again. 
He says, we had the chances point blank. Saves were just the luck of the draw. We had men in the right places at the right time. Nothing seemed to find the back of the net. Yeah, frustrating night. Um, Seth Trepto at Trepti says, it's definitely not all his fault, especially the lack of scoring, but another common mistake leads to the corner where we concede. It's been a rough few games from him since he took over. Yeah, I mean, look, the quality is different, obviously, between Debassi and Coleman. It's all about your expectations for Coleman, right? If you expect him to be at the level of Debassi, you're going to be disappointed. If you expect him to be serviceable, then I think that's kind of more accurate in terms of his contribution to the team. Um, DC underscore 612, injuries and yellow cards just thinning this roster out at the wrong time. Yeah. Depends on what uh, Reynoso and Longwani's outlooks are, but if it's uh, if it's an extended period, it could be uh, not great. Obviously, moving forward, um, looking at we going through these um, at Wandering Kiwi seventy six. He should have sub Nico on earlier and made more attacking subs. Seriously, with four minutes, I'll say what I said earlier. Who do you want to bring in? You're missing Fragapane. You're missing Reynoso. You're missing Longwani. All your attacking options off the bench are starting. So who do you want to bring in? You really think Abu Dunladi is going to give you an opportunity than Garcia and Amaria? No, they're not. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. It's, it's that's that's a, that's a no for me, dog. Absolutely. Um, at Wesley twenty five says, "Where was Abu? Only one sub in the 89th minute. Come on, Heath. Seriously, I don't think Abu gives you a better opportunity to score a goal than the guys they had on the pitch. There was no." There was no problem getting in goal-scoring opportunities, getting in goal-scoring chances. So in this instance, you there have been tons of opportunities to criticize Heath about subs over the last two years, and they have been valid. I don't necessarily think in this case, in this match, those um, criticisms are valid. All right, so looking ahead, as we mentioned, Tuesday night is the uh, is the match that just gets even bigger by the loss, right? Um, it's at home. It's against LAFC. Now, they're not the big, bad LAFC that we saw just a few weeks ago. They are uh, on a bit of a downswing here. So, if especially if Reynoso's back, I think this could be a really, uh, really good opportunity to get back on track with three points for Minnesota. If he's not... Maybe roll the three five two again. See if you can put some put some uh, shots away. That's kind of where I'm at. So we'll be back with another episode of Post Loons following that one on Tuesday. Big thanks for all the support, guys. Big thanks for sticking with me late night. Big thanks to everybody who's listening after the fact on the podcast. I'm sure that's where we're going to get a lot of our uh, consumption of this is after the fact on the podcast. So thank you to everyone for tuning in whether you're tuning in live or after the fact. I very much appreciate it. Back at it again Tuesday night after the match against LAFC. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. See you.